Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. We're live. According to according to StreamYard, wonderful StreamYard, we are live. Welcome back to another edition of Taco Tuesday, my friends. And we did it. We did it. We got Joanna Wyckoff to come on once again. And spit her fire and her knowledge on Taco Tuesday. Um, Joanna, Joanna Wyckoff, Vice President of Nation Care Insurance. Royalty. Royalty. Admin of Medicare Mentors. Yes. This could not be more excited. I'm also very excited about my meal today, you guys. I'm star- I've starved myself because I didn't <laughs> want to touch it. I wanted to show you guys before I started eating. And I'm also, I figured, I'm like, we have such a great guest today. I don't really have to talk much today. <laughs> so I can just focus on eating. And I'll probably get some hate for this. And that's okay. That's okay. It's a taco salad. But it oh. has taco in it. Yes. Taco salad. So do you want to that blasphemy? I mean, I, I, I like taco salad. So I'll yes. Okay. Right. My dinner's not here yet. My dinner's not a taco because I wouldn't be able to do the live with you and eat a taco and be here the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Last last week with Lester, I didn't have tacos and he did. He showed me up. He had a crunch that I brought in. Um, okay. So you know, it's it, it, it happens. I can't I can't give anyone flack for not having tacos because I I missed last week. We All have right. um, we have this new spinner. That Glenn wanted me to have on this episode today. Yes, I do. Some of you guys saw it on Facebook, but mm-hmm. every week this spinner decides where tacos are purchased for the office for Taco Tuesday. Every single week. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah let's get a practice spin. All right, so this is how it goes. Can you read it? Yeah. Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. Taco. Yeah. Costa Vida. Organic vegan place. Dude, Costa Vida is so good. Oh, it was really good. I didn't know there was that many taco places out there in Utah. We have an abundance of taco places. (laughs) That was a dig on Utah. Is she? Oh, Costa Vida. It was meant to be. It's meant to be Costa V. Costa V. So, since Joanna just made fun of Utah, is she still allowed to come to the summit or no? I'm just trying to figure that out. Well, she's speaking, so I kind of have to allow it, but. We could, she could virtually do it. She doesn't have to be there in person, Christian. Come on, it's 2021. 
This is true. We can we can just zoom her in and, and put a cardboard cutout of her up on stage. Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> Joanna, thank you for being here. I know yeah. you're you're a very busy person, and um, we, we we definitely appreciate you the time you've taken to come on. And um, I know that there's if, if if anybody doesn't know who you are, right? Glenn gave you a little bit of an intro, but talk about. How would you explain Joanna Wyckoff in 30 seconds to somebody if someone didn't um, live in Iraq? That's a great question. I like that. Great question. Former Social Security employee turned insurance agent, turned agency owner, um, turned mentor to many that I don't get paid for. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just me. Did my mic go off, guys? No, I can still hear you. Nope, you're so good. And and to touch on that, you guys, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people tag Joanna in a thread in any Facebook group, not just her Facebook group, Medicare Med gurus, yeah, all over. Anytime something Social Security related comes up, or you know something specific, Medicare related, Medicare Advantage, anything along those lines, it's like, well, ask Joanna. I don't know. <laughs> Joanna mentors someone else's agent and then that upline gets that commission. So Joanna, thank you for bettering everybody. You are awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, Christian, yes. I've had many talks about this and, you know, I came from, I didn't have um, a Bob Rindle, you know, in my life uh, to help me learn Medicare. I um, was in a, agency that didn't even answer the phone really and i didn't know it you like you don't know what you need before you actually get in here and um, it was a struggle to learn the puzzle pieces that i didn't even know were missing you know yep, um, right and it was the generosity of a few key people i found on facebook land um that helped me put my pieces of puzzles together and that's why um when I met Joe Chitola and he added me to Medicare Mentors, which back then was like final uh, Medicare for the final expense agent or something like that. Like uh, I grew the community because it was everything I wish I had had in 2017 when I was sitting here going, so how do I get in front of people? I don't know. Right. And um, so sharing knowledge, I think helps everybody, even me, like sharing my knowledge helps me, um, even about things I haven't thought about in years, you know, um, or make it a training topic for my own agents. So, yeah, absolutely. And you do a great job. Everybody knows that. Um, I mean, the group is really a staple, you know, in the, in the, in the senior insurance community. Like I don't understand people that just downplay the Facebook groups personally. And I'm not saying that because I run one. I'm saying that because, I feel like they make a tremendous impact, you know, mm -hmm. low key. They make a tremendous impact. They, they even, and I feel like they're all, they're going to be growing, you know, mm -hmm. like if there are, what do you think? 10,000 Medicare agents on Facebook groups between them all, like, and maybe even less because there's people in multiple groups and those kind of things. Right. Probably um, about 9,000. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you 9, think? 9,227. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, <laughs> but I, I would I would expect that number to grow as time goes on. I feel like it's going to get more yeah. over the next five years, over the next, sure. you know, well, and so. Mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Watching groups like Insurance Soup, 
who's way over 30,000 now. And even um, life uh, agents, tips, tricks, and closers, I was in that group when it started. Like I was one of the first 30 agents and now he has over 13,000 in that life insurance group. So I think it's just a matter of cultivating um, the culture and um, people stumbling upon the groups and stuff. I mean, a lot of people still don't even know that there's Medicare groups for our niche out there. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, people are still posting their questions and like the tips, tricks and closers. I was tagged a couple of times for Medicare questions over there. And I'm like, why are they posting in a life group? You know, <laughs> you don't know that groups exist. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, I know there was a very specific topic that we were going to talk about today, Joanna. And um, I feel like we could spend hours talking about it. And so I don't want to waste any time. I kind of want to just jump right into it. Um, okay. I know we were going to talk about uplines and agents, right? Mm -hmm. What should an upline's true role be okay. in, an, in an agent's business, right? Because there's been a lot of, I'm just going to say it, crap that has been spewed lately on both ends. You know, people saying my upline's not doing enough. Other people saying, you know, the maybe the agent's not doing enough. Other people saying your upline should be doing X, Y, Z. What is in, in your in your opinion? Where where do you think the line is drawn of being too much or too little? What what is the true responsibility of an upline? What should someone really expect realistically for an upline? That's a great question. Um, first is contracts, right? Um, you can't really do anything without the contracts. Right. So if an agent doesn't get through a hip and contract, and there really isn't anything for the upline to do. Like, dude, you haven't finished your AHIP yet. What am I supposed to teach you? Right? Right. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, we've all had those agents who are still trying to contract on October 1st. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Like, I don't know what you're really trying to do on October 1st contract. And unless you're like a final expense agent who just, you know, doing it to for January or whatever, you know, but learning everything on October 1st is really hard. I, I don't recommend it, <laughs> right. um, but, you know, after the carrier certifications, I feel like that's where the upline picks up and, you know, solidifies how to look up QMB and how to do an application and how to do a presentation. Like the carriers don't teach that really is how to do a presentation. Um, I use Medicare Center. I mean, yesterday I spent three hours with um, our, um, you know, new agents doing a AEP refresher on how to use Medicare Center, how to use all the tools and everything, how to order their books. And, you know, I think that's um, for new agents, what they should be looking for. Um, some agents ask me if I'm going to be financing all of their leads. And I said, yeah. um, I, I, at, one point, at one point I did, as when I was a GA and a young MGA, like I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. Oh boy. And those agents never even called the leads, you know, um, most shocker. agents, <laughs> shocker, you know, this shocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm spending my hard earned money on mail drops for agents and they didn't even call the leads and they, I don't think they wrote two apps to cover the lead, you know, the lead drop, you know? Um, so I learned the hard way. We've talked about it many times about having skin in the game, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like, how am I supposed to invest in your business, Christian, if you won't invest in your business? Yep. Right. Right. Symbiotic relationship, right? Like the agent should be benefiting the upline and the upline should be benefiting the agent. Like it can go both ways. I love, um, you know, something that obviously I spend a lot of time with on the marketing side is co-ops, right? We deal with all sorts of agent agencies, FMOs, carrier co-ops. Um, and that's, it's awesome when it works, but it, it does, it has to go both ways. Just like you said, I, I can't stand that the free lead thing because when an agency, like if an agency owner buys leads and then they just give them for free to the agent, I would say 9.5 out of 10 times, it doesn't work. It doesn't go anywhere. And it's exactly that. They don't have skin in the game. The agent doesn't care. They got those leads for free. There's no value because in their mind it's free and they typically don't work the leads. Whereas if they have even a small investment, small amount of skin on those leads, they're significantly more likely to actually work those leads. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so that's where, I mean, we just launched a new lead program yesterday. It's a 50% co-op, right? Um, but we decided that they had to have something in it, you know? Um, 100%. <clears throat> I mean, and if you have a lot of production, the more co-op you get, you know, like you're, you have to actually prove yourself. Um, some, some agents think that they should be full street, free leads. Somebody asked me to buy their CRM. Uh, and it wasn't a cheap one. They wanted me to buy Radius Bob. I'm like, you haven't written one app yet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, um, Work you know, over the money, Joanna. Open, yeah. the, open the wallet. Open the purse. We <laughs> saw you in Hawaii. <laughs> Come on. Um, once again, like I invested in my business, so you know, and so did you, Christian. I know you put in the time and the to to do it right and everything. Um, so I think I think putting in the time to learn your job is just as important as your upline. Um, having training for you. So like you should come to me and never have opened up your summary of benefits. Like you should know what that looks like. You should have read through it a couple of times, right? Um, right. You, you should have actually logged into Aetna.com and poked around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like there, it's, it's one thing that mine blows my mind, right? Is so like, I'll give an agent access to some of our courses, Six Figure Medicare University, and um, for free, where someone else might have paid $1,500 for it to get in. (laughs) And the person that gets into for for free will be in for six months, seven months, 12 months in some cases. And I'll go back and just look at curiosity, right? They, They really, they probably haven't done much. They ask a bunch of questions. And I'm like, okay, how much have they really completed? It's like 2%. 2%. Mm-hmm. They watch like the first video or something like that, or like maybe the first two or three videos. And I'm like, what I don't understand about something like that is like, that is literally me giving a presentation. Mm-hmm. To you. It's me doing a training word for word, exactly the same way I would do it. If you got on a zoom call one-on-one, I would say nothing different. Right. I would tell you nothing different. Right. Um, and I just, I, I feel like there's maybe a sense of entitlement. Is that too strong of a word to use? Maybe not with everybody, but certainly with some. 
I think there's some pushback and I don't know why. Maybe some agents can chime in and tell us because I have a training platform too. It's not a massive one like you built. Um, <clears throat> but like I have videos on there like Irma, you know, things that people have seen, QMB and extra help and even a whole veterans one that Eric Carney from Humana did with us. Um, and the same thing, like very few people have watched the Irma one. And I, I mean, I had three beneficiaries today that were Irma, you know, so I mean, if I'm encountering it and I only work, you know, I only write business a percentage of the time because I'm training most of the time, then how are you not encountering it more, you know? Just, right, hmm. right, exactly. And like, it's it's interesting because yeah. the, the guy that paid the $1,500 for it, nine times out of 10, usually that I've found is they're through like 75% of it right. or more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going all the way through. And it comes back to what you said is the, the skin in the game. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, like, I, I like to call it a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship between agent and upline. Mm-hmm. And if the upline is really just like bending over backwards, essentially, and, you know, they're opening their, their pocket, they're opening their pocketbook for leads, they're providing CRMs, they're spending 14 hours a day with you on Zoom, training you on God knows what, you know, things you're probably not even going to use. Like, is that, are you really providing mutually benefit to that FMO or that, or that upline? Well, let's, let's Maybe back not. this up for a second, because I feel like, and again, like how I got into the industry, right? One mm-hmm. of the big FMOs, an NAA knockoff, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows NAA, right? I started there. See, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, and so, you know, same exact model as NAA. And so the, the idea is that they're so big, they recruit a lot of agents in, but they're doing, they're doing these non-skin in the game activities with agents, right? Free leads, low comp, you know, and so agents get in without investing anything. And I feel like that kind of that first experience is important, right? Because it, it kind of ruins the agent, right? I mean, if, if an agent thinks that this is normal, right? This is my first time interacting with an upline. I'm, I'm anticipating they're just going to do everything for me. It's all going to be free. I don't have to pay for anything like I feel like that's kind of part of the problem. It's kind of this systemic problem where these big organizations are the ones recruiting a lot of agents and then the agents have a bad experience after a while and then they kind of go elsewhere and it's like, oh, well, Joanna's not paying for my leads. Joanna's sending me to watch a video. She's not actually coming out to train me in person. And it's like, well, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, you can't have 150% comp on your life policies (laughs) 30% 30% comp on your med sub, you know, unlimited marketing co-op every month. We're going to pay for your office. We're going to recruit agents for you. Like <laughs> there's this like false reality floating around. And, and there's so many agents who just don't understand. Like this is a business. You have mm-hmm. to invest your own money, spend your own time wisely. You need to be organized. Um, I just, yeah, it's crazy. I see it all the time all the time. It drives me nuts. I'm sorry. I got something in my mouth. It's all right. There was, <laughs> was a good dramatic pause after that rant. I appreciate that. I needed that. Um, I needed that. It's, 
there's a lot of expectations and I had a lot of expectations of what I wanted out of my mentor and basically, and, and Joe's an amazing mentor, you know, but like if I'm in a house and I need help, that's when I expect to be helped. Like I'm actually writing business and I need to know if Aetna is going to take this COPD medication. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think a lot of agents, and maybe it's because of the churn and burn they're coming to our groups as I'm, and I'm watching all of the Facebook groups. They're not even knowing the basics of their job, their responsibility. Like one person wanted to sell their relative a med sup and they had full Medicaid. Like that's an, <laughs> that's, that's an a hip, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's not even a question to post to a group that was in your a you know right. and so like at right. what point do we say hey you need to get back to the basics and you need to go study your choosing a medicare policy like if you're confused about the plan g and n it's because you haven't read choosing a medicare medigap policy book you haven't read medicare and you like you should know more than the client because you've done your homework and i come from a a studious background. I, I was a professional student. I got my master's and everything. They taught us how to research, you know, but I would never call Christian and be like, hey, Christian. So um, what does LEP stand for? Because <laughs> right? I, I know how to research. I, I know how to Google. I know how to, and I'm just like, at what point do you, as an upline say, that's a great question. How about you go on cms.gov and, you know, let me know when you find the answer, you know, but let's, let's jump into that a little deeper, Joanna. Cause I, I think that you bring up a great point. Like one, one thing that I have been just so, you know, trying to hammer lately is I feel like one of the best skill sets that somebody can have, whether, you know, and I, I'm, I'm starting to really understand that it's the main thing that I want to look for when I'm hiring people, as I start hiring more people in my office when with agents, but like, I think one of the best skill sets that a person can have in life, you don't have to, you know, be the smartest person necessarily, but the, the ability to be resourceful, yes, you know, and, and the ability to figure certain things out, right? Like I, I feel like the people that are successful in this business and, and I, I would say, you know, agents that work with maybe nation care agents that work with us, I feel like, you know, they get great support from nation care. Our agents get good support from us. You know, we we really do work hard to make sure we, they're taken care of. But I feel like all of the agents that have been really successful in our business, no matter how great their their upline is, or no matter how maybe not so great their upline is, because we've seen agents that have done really well without really getting the support. And we'll talk about that in a second, too, to kind of, you know, give us both sides of the coin. But I think is the ability to be resourceful, you know, the mm-hmm. agent's ability to figure certain things out and not need their handheld for every little thing. Right. Um, and I, I hesitate even saying that because I don't want people to feel like if they reach out with a question that, you know, we're going to bite their heads off because that's not right. that's not the case. Because um, yeah. I but did you see like- did you see Justin Brock's post today though about this exact topic? I was no, like, I yeah. missed it. What did he say? What did he say? He said he said, <laughs> "Hey, some of you guys are calling my office 3 to 5 times a day." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and he's like and I'm paying this staff to be there. He's like this isn't like it's not just a completely free it's resource. Not free Google. 
And that's the thing that Justin's oh. office is Google. Yeah. Well, we talked about this before where people will call in our offices, uh, not even with us. Like they're not even under Christian and they're calling Christian's office asking him for free help when they have a whole upline somewhere else that they're not calling. And like, you know, I had the same problem right before I went to Hawaii and I really needed that vacation. Agents were texting me three, four, five o'clock in the morning, repetitively asking me the same question. And it's something that their upline should have taught them. Like if you're with that upline, you're not getting that support and that knowledge, that technical knowledge, then you should be asking me, hey, what does it take to move to you? Because I know you know the answer, you know, but if you already shot me down and said, well, Joanna, I don't want to work with you, but I want you to work for me for free. I kind of, is just like a slap in our faces, like, because you're telling me that I have the qualifications, but you want me to make Glenn money and get paid for the hour I just spent with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's just like I'm just like, wow, like I mean, we were talking about that people calling Christian's office um and pretending to be clients and stuff. I'm like that's the really happened, by the way, multiple the times. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, just Hello, like, Christian. Just, I literally had somebody one time call my office. And That's they were and they, and they were like they were like I'm turning 65 like they get this whole spiel like they like came up with a story, and they got through to me, they got through my my wall of people that answer the phone that aren't me, and um, they get on the phone and they're like they're like uh, Christian you don't know me but I know you I got a really quick try care for life question and I'm just like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean. That's the thing, though, like and I, I seem to remember, Joanna, when I was first going to start our group, I think you 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 and I had a per- private conversation and you're like, just be prepared. You're going to be absolutely yeah. harassed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can handle it. I like helping mm-hmm. people. I you don't you don't know until you're on the other side of the fence, you know, um, to where like it gets to the point where if you let people, they, they will take every minute you have in a day and you'll make no money that day. Yep. I've had people that I wanted to interview before and they've told me no. And they gave me that exact line of reasoning. And I'll admit that at first I thought they were kind of being selfish, but now I, I wouldn't say that at all. They just guard their time and they want to spend their time a certain way because they have the same fear. They're like, Glenn, if I get on an interview with you and I, you know, talk about X, Y, Z, and then all of a sudden people are messaging me all day. Like, Hey, I saw this video Tell me more. Tell me more. I mean, I didn't want to do that. So where do you draw? So like, I think we're all on the same page, right? Like we're all saying the same thing. I think we all see where the problems are. How do we fix that though? Where do you draw the line as an upline, right? Where do you draw the line where you're like, (laughs) where do you draw the line where you're like, if you're, you know, like Justin's post today, like some of you are calling the office three to five times. What what do you, when are you like, Hey, stop calling me. (laughs) Because I feel like those agents, when you when you do that, they're the ones that go on and they make that ugly post where they're like, my upline is not responding to me. And they, you know, and the reality is they've been peppering you with questions constantly for weeks. And then you're finally trying to help them become more independent and you're trying to help them become more re- resourceful, like we talked about, and they're not doing it. So can how I, do you fix this? Can I, can I, can I say something real quick, Joanna? Yeah. 
and then I want to I want to hear your hey, thoughts. You were on supposed that. to take your shirt off, by the way. Oh right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Christian. All right, you ready, guys? Let's do this. Strip, 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 strip. <laughs> Woo! It's now it's time. Yeah, Tuesday, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope we got a lot of people live watching this. That's great. <laughs> uh, um, no, one thing I want—I don't think I can focus now. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I know I can't watching you strip. Jeez. But, but, um, but no, like one one thing I one thing I wanted to mention is like, what is your job as an upline? Yeah. Well, your job as an upline to me is I think the simplest definition of what you could describe it as in my, my opinion, my interpretation is to be able to get someone from, to a point where they're self-sufficient. It's essentially to have a baby bird and you have that baby bird grow up to where they can fly on their own. It's not to keep them in the nest and be a baby bird forever. Right. Um, and I feel like, and it's not to say that like, you don't check in on baby bird once they're flying. It's not to say that you don't, you know, help them with more complex things as they continue on through their career. But like the, 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 the initial goal for an agent is to get them to the point where they're, a, they're, an, they're, a, they're a, a very self-sustaining business person, agent, entrepreneur, business owner, agency owner, whatever you want to call it. Um, so Joanne, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on kind of what, what Glenn mentioned is like, what is the solution to this? Because is the solution what Justin did today to post about it on Facebook? Like that's probably my solution too. <laughs> Stop calling me. Um, so, so I've been, you know, I think we all have similar, we all go through the similar thing, you know, um, I have 400 and something people who, look up to me on a contractual basis, right? And then, you know, 3,000 from Medicare mentors and 4,000 from the insurance ladies and it goes on and on and on, right? Yeah. Um, I think, and I love to help people, like I love helping people, but when it comes to the thing where um, you're asking me something that Google has or I've talked about it a million times and you could just keyword search, like, I really want to train agents to do the research and then call us for clarification, right? Um, so, like, you, we've done a million trainings on TRICARE, right? And so <laughs> I don't think we should ever yeah. get a basic TRICARE question if you've actually watched our trainings and our responses to the 7980 people who have come up with the same scenario. The scenarios don't really change. Your scenario really isn't different than the 20 others that were posted last week, right? Right. And so if people just um, do some research and be studious, um, like you were writing a paper for your bachelor's or master's class, you know? Um, and they have to realize like Christian's time is money. Glenn's time is money. Justin's time is money. My time is money. Right. And so if I'm taking, you know, 15 minutes to answer your question, well, that's probably what $50 that I didn't get. And you might not yep. even write the app or you're sitting there thinking hypothetical questions. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Ah! I want to dive into this because that is so true. <laughs> like what happens if, I don't know, like, I mean, time is money and 
jo so at jo some point, Joanna, you have to what, what, hap what happens if I run into a client mm -hmm. at 1155 at night, December 7th, and they need to get the app in. We got, we started the app on time, um, but Humana's website freezes and we can't get the app in and it passes midnight. Um, and then my computer blows up and um, what do I do? What do, what, what happens in a situation like that? And you're, and you're, and you're like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I got, I mean, I got asked today, right? I got asked today by an agent, Glenn, how many leads do I need? Glenn, what dialer should I get? Glenn, what CRM should I get? You know, and, and I can just, you can kind of feel like the angst in some of these agents, right? Like when you start getting all these quite like, and I don't want to be rude or, or disrespectful, but there's, there's so many agents that will pepper you with these questions and then they don't do anything. Right. Like it's, it's like, they're just asking to ask kind of like it, it's the strangest thing. It really is. And you know, that's like, I put a bunch of resources on my website. I have an article that talks about 10 different CRMs. I have an article yeah. that talks about 12 different dialers. So I'm totally in line with what you said, Joanna. Like I want to provide the resources and you can find them as an agent, but I'm not here to do your job for you. And that includes doing basic research on a dialer, basic yeah. research on a CRM. Like, that's the sort of stuff. There's so much information out there. I can't, I can't tell you exactly which one to pick. I can give you maybe some recommendations, which I already have on my website. So I think, I guess to kind of make this, to bring this back to my question of how do we fix this? I guess it's setting that expectation up front. Like when you, when you're, if you're bringing an agent on, maybe it's just setting that expectation up front. Like, Hey, you know, this is like, these are questions that you should be asking me if this comes up, you know, compliance questions, carrier related questions, product related questions, you know, that's what I'm here for. But everything else, like, here's the resources for you to use. And so maybe that's, maybe that's where we get off wrong with some of these agents is we're not setting those expectations. I can I think, see that. I'm, I think I'm guilty. I think, I think part of it too, like Joanna, you probably would agree with this is like, I think it makes it hard for us to kind of set those proper expectations for people because there's so many out there that might be competitors that they sell the, they sell a dream. They sell pie in the sky. They're like, we'll do everything right. for you. You know, you, you, you snap your fingers. We'll be there. And we'll make you a premier agent with us. <laughs> somebody, somebody posted in Justin's group recently asking for an upline that gave them a free website a free branded website oh i saw this, free I leads. Saw this. And, and and like i was about to say hey when you find them let me know like i guess it is i mean some some uplines go above and beyond you know christian is one of them i have a lot of respect he put a lot of time last year into building that amazing university and i have access to it so i can speak firsthand you know um I mean, we were just talking yesterday i was like christian i'm gonna have to copy you and build the same university because my agents want what you did <laughs> <laughs> um so i was like i'm gonna just copy you and you know um anyways uh some some of them do um say that they're going to give them the 145 commission grid and it's kind right. of skewed, right? Um, like their 145 is not true 145, right? In Medicare world, that's it's not true 26% 
med sub commission, right? right? Um, you're not truly getting free leads. I, I saw one agency saying free leads, but then everybody was LOA getting $450 an app instead of 539. So I was like, that's the most expensive free lead ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they use the carrier marketing money to buy the leads. So they double dip. They're taking money out of your paycheck and they got a big check from human or Aetna or whatever, you know? Um, you know, I mean, we, we all get marketing money, but you have to do some work to get some marketing money, right? And also like the leads, you know, sometimes they're old, sometimes they're aged, sometimes they're distributed to, to five other agents in your zip code, you know, like what is that? I mean, free leads, what does that even mean? You know, I can, I can, I can, I can probably find a phone book. I think they still exist. <laughs> I can write names down from the phone book, send them to you and be like, here's some leads. Right. You know. Check your email. <laughs> Check yeah, your email. Was, They're there. There was someone calling a T65 list free leads. I was like, well, if that's the case, <laughs> if that's what a free lead is. I was like, damn, I spent all the money on, like, check this out. Like, that's a lot of leads. I was like, why did I do this? If if you're just, if a T65 list is leads. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Hmm. Um. I don't really want the agent who wants um, somebody else to run their business um, and call themselves a business owner, uh, self-employed. You're not truly self-employed if someone else has to control your business, right? And I run two businesses. I mean, I have my own CBD business. And if somebody, I, there's nowhere over here for me to say, hey, somebody else should buy my product for me to sell. Like, I'm not asking any upline to buy my gummies for me to distribute. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in some, so for some reason, the MLMers came into the insurance industry and said, your upline should be doing this. I mean, if I have free leads from Humana, we distribute them. You know, if I have marketing money from WellCare, we distribute it, right? To the people who did the work, right? I'm not going to give a thousand leads from Humana to an agent who hasn't written one app in six months, right? I'm going to give it to the agent who's doing the work. But um, I think if you want to be a true business owner, you should act like a true business owner. You should know what your um, products are. You should know how to do your job. You should log into the websites. You know, Uh, I mean, I was on a Zoom call on December 7th and the agent had never logged into their um, MedSup portal to even write the app that they wanted me to help them write. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you've been ready to sell for a year now and you've never logged into this portal. And it's Oof. December 7th and you're asking for my help. <clears throat> right. So yeah. how, how are you a true business owner? Right. Some agents and, you know, Joe and I've had this discussion. Some agents probably should not be business owners. Some it should agents- be LOA. Right? Some That's agents a, should yeah. be sitting in Christian's office or Glenn's office or Justin's office. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have no desire to have anybody in my office. <laughs> but um, but some some people should be LOAs to learn the ropes first. Yeah. yeah. Or or they should just stay LOA, right? Right. right. If you cannot afford marketing, I had I, I had an agent call me today. Um, she's captive for uh, a PNC type of agency that does some life and health. 
and she asked me what it took to go independent. I said, I would not go independent until you had a budget of at least $5,000 a month for marketing and money for your bills saved up. Because, I mean, you have to put money, you, like, you're going to have to pay for your licensing when you go independent, you have to pay for your E&O, you have to pay for your leads, you have to pay for your CRM, you have to pay for your dialer. I mean, these are expenses. So if you come into the industry broke, I mean, yes, you can, you can do some grassroots. I'm not going to say you can't, but to be successful, to provide for a family month one, you have to have marketing money, you know? grassroots takes time. I mean, anybody who tells you that you can write 20 apps on a Saturday, your first week is going to, is blowing smoke, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yep. my first AEP, my first real AEP, I mean, I didn't do 150 apps. I, I was still trying to figure out what puzzle pieces I was missing, you know, but you, it takes time. It takes time to figure out what to do. I mean, I didn't quit my day job for uh, August, 2019, two years ago next week, I quit my day job, but I had already been selling for over a year and a half until it got me that long to get my footing, you know, and I use my, my day job money to fund the leads. Like you can't just walk in and be like, so I don't have any money for leads, but Christian, I think you should buy them from me because I'm, I gave you my uh, Manhattan life contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, it's it's interesting because one thing I would say is there there's definitely a lot of people out there that you know are in the industry and they might be fantastic agents they might uh-huh. be fantastic salespeople producers but they're absolutely horrible at running a business uh-huh. right like there's they're, they're two different things uh-huh. right hundred like percent being a great producer and running a business they're not they're, the skill sets aren't the same That's now, there's there's two things that that agent could do. They could hire somebody to come into their business to be that block for them. Like a dentist, right? A dentist has an office manager, right? So that way the dentist just focuses on the teeth. Yep. Uh Or they can go LOA and then they don't Uh ever have to worry about that. They're linking up with somebody that can be a business person. Uh Um, And someone someone commented, there's no shame in being a really good inside agent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I honestly, I... I will be totally honest. I used to think there was shame in that when I was newer in the industry. Like if you're not an independent agent, you suck. Get out of here. Like you're getting robbed by your upline. That's totally (laughs) not true. That's totally not true. There is a large portion of insurance agents that probably should be LOA agents forever. Because just, just like all the things that we were just talking about. And there's certain like an, an LOA agent in Justin Brock's office will probably make more than 99% of all independents. Bingo. Uh-huh. You know, um, yep. our, our call center agents make really good money when they actually, you know, the ones that when show they work. Yeah. When they work. Let's, let's flip the script guys on, on this conversation. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it to be an hour of us picking on agents. <laughs> Um, that's too bad. I was, I had a full 18 minutes in me left, but okay, let's, where are we going from here? Let's, let's pick on the uplines for a second. Okay. Where are the agents right in their gripes about uplines? Cause it's, cause every, everything is, everything's 50, 50, right? Like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Not every situation is the same. I'm, I'm, I've seen, I'm, Joanna, you've seen a ton of situations where the upline's at fault in an agent situation. We've seen tons of situations where, 
you know, the, the agents at fault, but let's, let's flip the script a little bit and talk about uplines. Like where, where talk about a couple of scenarios an agent might find themselves into where they might be like, well, maybe I should be getting more from my upline. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what does that look like? Um, so if you're, we got an agency last year. I mean, she was doing 200 plus apps herself, Medicare advantage apps, um, herself. Plus she had trained a couple people and she was promised a GA contract and she wasn't given it. And, um, so like when you're held back like that, okay, that's a good gripe, right? Um, where you promised marketing. I don't know if anybody knows my story. We've had, I've been on here a couple of times and interviewed with Christian a couple of times, but in 2019, I was promised marketing money from my previous upline. And he specifically said he dropped mail for me in three specific counties on October 15th came and I didn't have one mail card back. <laughs> and Glenn, you know, as a vendor that yeah. when you drop mail, you drop mail to specific addresses and it comes back from those addresses, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not going to drop mail in Fulton County, Georgia, and it's going to come back from California, right? Yeah, that, that would be strange. That would be such a trick. Right. So when you ask that upline, hey, you said you dropped 9,000 pieces of mail and you don't have one back. Like, that means I don't think lead concepts would be in business if that was actually a true case. And so I got bamboozled at AEP um, by that person. And I had to do last minute mail drop with them. I mean, thankfully, I had a really good IMO and a really good marketer at my IMO. I think marketers are the best things in sliced bread. I know you have a really good relationship with your marketer at Agent Pipeline, and I have an amazing yeah. relationship with my marketers over at Premier. I mean, I email yeah. them all day long, and they're just amazing people who fix my problems. But um, they went to bat for me and got me carrier co-op, and they co-opt, and it was a last minute mail drop. I mean, I had mail coming in, you know, the middle of November and we were already in the middle of AEP, you know? And um, so anyways, I, I think if your upline promises something, I think they should fulfill the promise. Um, yeah. uh, don't say, so don't say you're going to give something and then not give it. Right. Or at least try to rectify it. I mean, sometimes we might over say, well, I think I can do this for you. And then it just doesn't work out. Right. But um I think technology, I think is a necessary thing right now. I don't know how I would live without my Medicare center, my Connexure, Sunfire, CSG. Um, wow. I use CSG every day. I use Connexure every day. Um, contrary to popular belief that I, <laughs> I do actually, right? Um, but without Connexure, like, I mean, it's really trying to difficult to, we were just discussing how many carriers we have, Christian and I, before we came live. And I, I said, I have, I have eight carriers in Georgia and then I have a bunch in Pennsylvania and then a bunch in Florida and then a bunch in California. So I'm up to like 20 carriers. It's impossible to figure out all 20 carriers logins at the flip of a snap of, okay, let me go figure out how to write this brand de brand new day uh, application that I have written like maybe three times yet, you know? Um, so technology. Um, co-op, I think co-ops is, is very important. Um, a, most reputable IMOs have a co-op program where if you write a certain amount that month, you get a certain amount the next month, right? Yep. yep. Uh, skin of the game. <clears throat> um, back office support. I know we have back office support where if you submit paper apps and we'll help you scrub them and everything. And 
our IMO will even follow up on the the status of it. I can call and say, hey, what's the status of yeah. that PDP that's been missing or whatever, you know? Um, and then, you know, I, I call myself Joanna on demand. I mean, my agents yeah. can text me and, and be like, hey, I'm in a house. This person has this, this, and this. And I'll just tell them what to, how to fix it, you know, or what to do. Right. But like, am I, am I responsible for calling your leads? I mean, I don't like calling my own leads. But <laughs> like, I mean, I, th I think if you don't like calling leads, you should hire Glenn. You know, he has a reset appointment thing, right? Yep. If you don't know how to dial these, I mean, your upline might be willing to listen to you dial if you you have to do something on your own. Like, you know, and I was a one I was the one afraid of the phone. So I can speak on this. I think, you know, I was so scared to call these leads. And because um, I had PTSD from that place we've talked about first, you know, <laughs> and, and calling life yeah. insurance leads is a lot different than calling Medicare leads. Sure people, is. People tell you to go shove stuff places medicare leads are like oh yes honey i remember that white postcard i just filled out last week come on by yeah pie, you know yeah but um you want to stay for dinner <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um you gotta you gotta do, do some work for the upline to show up i mean we as uplines usually put in a good 40 hours before the agent puts in anything you know correct um yeah. and, so and i Mm -hmm. If I put in 40, 80 hours and you haven't written five apps yet, like we're in a negative ROI, like we're yes. losing money ha having you here. And I was like, some, sometimes I wish I could just, um, you know, the ghost, the agents who go ghost, can I terminate their contracts? I mean, um, so you know. right along those lines with, you know, uplines that have done bad to the agent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was literally just perusing the insurance forms today and there's this final expense IMO that's very well known. I'm not going to mention their name specifically. If you go to the insurance forms. Yeah. Every now and then I like to poke around there. Yes. It's still there. You guys insuranceforms.com. Um, but there was, I was reading one of the posts on there and this agent was saying that this upline, you know, their story. And again, part of the problem with these stories is, you only hear one side. You don't necessarily know. They, the agent could be lying, right? You never know. But the story from the agent is, is that they contracted with this IMO. Um, they got everything set up. And as they were getting started, they got COVID. So they took a bunch of time to rest up and heal. And then several months later, it was, it was at least a couple months later when they were finally ready to go again, they changed their mind. They wanted to go with a captive local agency which in my opinion again like we talked about i applaud that agent because mm -hmm. they probably are making the right decision mm -hmm. and this imo is refusing to release them even though they never sold a single app supposedly they never took a dime in marketing money um but this imo just doesn't want to release those contracts so you know that's a that's a quick story of an upline that's doing bad by the agent oh. Christian and I have ran into that a lot. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> someone tagged their upline that wasn't releasing them in my group the other day. And the upline actually DM'd me and gave me his side of the story. And I'm not going to name any names, but he said, Joanna, this person had massive debt with me, left, came back. And the only reason I took him back is that I'm not going to release you if you leave again, because 
I paid the, your chargebacks, right? Mm. Uh, everybody knows, like, I don't believe in releases with debt. Like, no, oh, pay yeah. it. no way. Debt, I don't even want you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, release with no debt, with no crazy advances and stuff. Like, if this person is going to go churn the book, then you, I wouldn't release them either because, right. you know what I'm saying? But there was one um, IMO. The agent stood in my living room last summer and he was on speakerphone screaming at the agent that he wasn't going to release her on July 10th because he had felt like he spent time with her and he didn't like contracting doesn't is not a lot of time. I've done right. contracting for 400 right. agents, right? I've contracted 400 agents personally. That's not a lot of time. You submit the contract request, you, they get the e-contract. I mean, take you took 10 minutes. All right, let's be fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, so in, that case, <laughs> in that in that case, we I don't believe in holding an agent who just contracted. Oh, you contract with me, and then and it happens a lot in the Facebook world, whereas an agent might contract with Christian and then find out I live ten minutes from them and say, well, never mind, Christian. Joanna lives down the street. Can I go to her or whatever? Or right. Say, Hey, Joanna, I found out that Christian lives in Utah and I live in Idaho. I'm going to go hang out with him. Bingo. I mean, why would you hold somebody back? We don't right. like holding anybody back. Like, yeah. How, how does that benefit the upline? That's what I don't get yeah. to. What? Like that person's going to be like, oh, darn. Oh, yeah. darn. I'm just going to have to write business for this upline that's refusing to help me. <laughs> like, what, what, what I, what I, I think Tony Merwin um, explained it so well. Um, I think he did. He came on Taco Tuesday and said this, like our contracts with the carriers are to benefit the interests of the carriers, uh-huh. right? Like we're, we're, we're supposed to look out for their best interests, essentially, uh-huh. right? If you're holding somebody captive with some with, with a contract, chances are they're more likely to not produce for that company, which uh-huh. then in turn is 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 a downside for the carrier it's essentially damaging that carrier in some capacity so like it's really if you think about it like it's i don't want to say like a violation of your contract and your agreement but it's like it's kind of counterproductive no sure if christian bought you leads in his free university and spent six months training you and you're asking for release on october 8th like blackout Right. <laughs> right. But do I want an, an unhappy agent that has to call me every day from the house? No, because I don't like I don't like aggressive people. Like if you're going to call me and be like, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like I, I want happy agents. So I want you to be happy when you call me from the house and everything, not feel like I yeah. stole your wallet. Like I don't want unhappy right. agents who are because unhappy agents creates a cancer. Hundred percent, and it it shifts the culture of the agency. So if I have unhappy agents complaining that I'm holding them back from an amazing opportunity, um, it's just gonna spread like wildfire. They're gonna spread their unhappiness to my good happy agents. You know? Yeah. Um, so I I feel like any IMO that doesn't have an open release policy, like. I don't know how they exist at this point in time with the internet and social media and everything like that. You know, like, I mean, I know they exist. I know they do. I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm just saying that. One starts with a P and is in Pennsylvania. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I don't think I would be here today. I don't think Medicare mentors would be here today if we didn't release people. 
Right. Um, not a lot of people have asked to go anywhere, you know, right. but when they do, and sometimes they're asking to go to my friend, you know, right. I mean, we, we had that discussion, Christian, where somebody found one of my downline agencies and wanted to come from Christian to the, my downline downline. Yeah. I call it Christian. It was a very uncomfortable discuss, discussion. Right. I'm like, Hey, Christian. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember, the, I remember where I was too. I was in the car driving and I get this, and, um, you know, a bit. That's that's the way that it should be in my mind, you know, because uh -huh. it was a cordial conversation. You know, there was no there was no um, arguing or disagreeing. We, you know, we just kind of had a conversation about it and, you know, and we we signed the release, let him go. And of course, we'll let yeah, anybody actually go. begged me to take the agent. <laughs> I'm like, please, please take this person. That's actually how the conversation went. I was like, I was like, oh, my, thank God. This agent's been the nightmare. <laughs> That, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's happened too, you know, like we've had agents, um, we've had agents that are with friends of ours in the industry come to us, you know, uh -huh. and I'll, I'll do the same thing, you know, cause uh -huh. I, I believe, I believe that there's, there's a, um, a principle to it and you know, I'll, I'll call them up and be like, Hey, you know, this person is, um, you know, wanting to come over to us and we'll just have a very cordial conversation and, um, you know, and, I feel like there's no need for the hostility. There's no, I, I don't, I don't just, I don't see why, what the benefit the age, the agency has or the FMO has to just keep that agent hostage for no reason other than the fact just to spite them. I mean, what, they're not going to stay with you. They're going to ruin your reputation all over the, all over the internet, all over social media. It's just more damage. Like even if you get maybe their AEP business one seasons, not worth it, right. you know? Yep. We also have a secret chat where we warn each other about agents. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's yeah. On the lead side as well. There's mm -hmm. several lead vendors that we will bounce names back and forth because People it's just, yeah, they'll go from one vendor to the, just like, just like it happens with you guys, right? They go from one, I, it's the same agent really, right? The same agent <laughs> yeah. going from yeah. lead vendor to lead vendor to lead vendor. They're like, Oh man, all these leads suck. All these vendors suck. It's also the same agent. That's like, yeah, all these uplines suck. I need the right upline. Like, maybe it's you. Maybe it's not all of us. All the vendors suck. All the FMOs suck. All the carriers right. suck. All the products suck. All the portals suck. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I made a post that most people liked and then one agent didn't like, but it was basically like, if you've been ready to sell since July, like, and you haven't sold anything yet, what are you waiting for? You know, because I made the mistake and I'm talking about like yes. I've been through. So learn from Joanna's mistakes, you know, um, but I thought I, you know, had to wait until October 15th when I got into that Walmart to start selling. All the like, suck. All the um, I, I didn't really know how to prospect like and that should have been a conversation I asked somebody else is, all right, so what should I prospect in the meantime before AEP gets here? Who should I be targeting? So I'm not spinning my wheels. Like, should I be, you know, I should have pulled a T65 list or something, you know? Um, but you should be prospecting now and practicing now. October 15th should not be the first time you see an application or submit your first application. Because yep. I love that post. I know the post you're talking about. I read the entire thing. And again, <laughs> this comes back to the analysis paralysis, right? And I, I've had my fair share of it too. Like I understand being a new agent, there's a lot to learn. You're not sure where to spend your time, where to spend your money. I get it. 
but at the same time, doing nothing results in nothing. Mm-hmm. And asking questions over and over to a hundred different people, posting all over, and then doing nothing with that information. There's so many agents out there like that. And it pains me. It really does pain. To anybody that watches this live replay, whatever the case might be, you know, the best way to learn something is to actually go try it. I can learn something infinitely faster and more effectively than me asking Joanna 50,000 questions about it. Mm -hmm. And that is the truth guys. I mean, activity is going to be your best friend, whether it works for you or not, because either it works or you learn a valuable lesson and you're going to be better next time at it. Um, There's nothing that can teach you quite like experience. Right. Um, I was in Hawaii last week with my mom, right? My mom's 67 and my mom does not swim. And I I don't know what happened when she was little. Maybe she didn't have um, somebody to teach her, but it was a very calm, protected um, tide pool, I guess you would call it. And I was about chest deep and I said, mom, come on in. The water is calm. And she's up into her ankles and she says, I can't, I can't swim. I said, mom, look, I'm standing. I'm standing right here. You can walk to me. And, and she kept saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is such a great analogy. I love it already. And I said to my mom, I said, Jenny, (laughs) I had to call her. (laughs) I said, Jenny, stop saying you can't just say what you want to say. You won't. I said, (laughs) I said, just say what you want to say. You won't. And she walked to me and then I got her on my little mesh chair and she actually floated. But she, she kept saying before that, I can't do this. And you can, you just have to try, right? You can do this. If I, if I can sell Medicare and I come from the most non-sales background ever, then you can too. You just have to try, right? Yep. Um, and so that's my analogy is you stop saying you can't. Go try it. I promise you're not going to drown. You can just stand up. <laughs> yes, I love, I love it. Oh my great. goodness! Seriously, that is you run appointments and you fail. You could just walk out the house, and nobody's going to kill you. That reminds yeah. me of that meme where it's like it shows someone's face like they're drowning, but then it shows like the side angle, and they're just like sitting in the water with <laughs> their head, you know, yeah. and they're like. Ah, I'm drowning. Help me. It's like you are literally sitting in two and a half feet deep water. I've I've told people that like, no matter how much study, no matter how much preparation you do, and you should study and you should have preparation work. Not just not Mm -hmm. someone's going to listen to this and be like, they said I shouldn't learn or study. I should just go out and run into the wall. No, that's not what anybody's saying on here. But, but no matter how much study, no matter how much preparation you do ahead of time, you have to get punched in the nose a few times mm-hmm. in an appointment. You got to. Everybody Absolutely. goes through it. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I mean, the, I, I, I honestly feel like a big, there, there's a lot of things that make people successful, but I feel like a big thing that separates people that make it in our business and don't is some people are happy to take the punch in the nose and get a bloody yeah. nose mm-hmm. for a couple of times. Some mm-hmm. people are just, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, and they run away from the punch. You got to take the punch. That's really good, Christian. I was afraid of getting punched in the face a lot. 
I was afraid of colonies. I had very thin skin. Like I was like, cause I took a personal when people, when people call you names or hang up the phone, I thought they were hanging up on Joanna not just some random, you know, person that they perceived as a telemarketer. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn, hey, they're not hanging up on Joanna. They don't even know Joanna. They're hanging up on their phone being interrupted while they're eating dinner or watch, watching their favorite TV show, right? They're, they're hanging up on the fact that they don't know who's bothering them on the other side of their phone. They don't, they're not sitting around waiting for me to call them. Miss um, Teresa, who just filled out her card, she's not waiting for me to call her. She doesn't know who's calling her, right? And um, I had to, I, you know... I think the best lesson is to get out of your own way and go for no, right? Go Let for no. You know, uh, if you don't even try, you're going to be like, well, I wonder if what would have happened if I called all my leads last week, right? You don't even know if you don't even try. Um, well, you might even make the top salesperson, you know, if you just try and fail. You're not a failure unless you stop trying. Um, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I used to be a jet mechanic and I would not know how to do something unless I did it. Like I had to put a throttle grip together upside down in a cockpit. Right. And it's not something you can really learn by watching YouTube or anything. Like you watch someone to do it and you have to go replicate (laughs) it. Right. But if I never did it, then I wouldn't have been able to become a craftsman. Like you have to actually get dirty get upside down in the cockpit and take it apart and put it back together. Um, Yeah. I love it. Um, Well, I want to be respectful of both your times. We're a little bit over an hour here and um, this was a amazing episode. So Joanna, thank you for your time and thank you for all the, the, the wisdom that you shared and the knowledge as always. And um, we usually end up, we, we usually end on final thoughts. So Glenn, We'll start with you and kind of just go down the line here. Um, final thoughts for this awesome episode of Taco Tuesday. Yes. Again, Joanna, I appreciate you coming on, chatting with me and Christian today. Super fun. Um, I feel like I could go another hour just because it's. I feel like there's so much that we all share in our, in our organizations and our day-to-day. Um, but yeah, my final thoughts, you guys, today, I think, you know, Christian and I have talked about it many times on Taco Tuesday with many different guests. And it's really, I think, if you can focus on that that symbiotic relationship, you know, just like we talked about Justin Brock's Facebook post today, where he's like, "Hey, stop calling my my office I'm three to five times that. a day. You it. have to." And I'm glad. I think Justin <laughs> actually watched this episode, so I'm glad I mentioned that. But um, you know, you need to respect your upline's time. You need to respect their their money, their investments that they've made. And, and it just needs to be a balanced relationship, right? Like you need to understand, yes, your upline should be there to help you to answer your questions. But then the flip side is if you're not writing any business and you've been contracted for several months and you're still just peppering them with questions, you know, where's, where's the give and take there? So, um, you know, hopefully we can all help each other grow and not be a leech to one another and then just take, right? So those are my final thoughts today, you guys. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, yeah, I do love that. Um, not be a leech. That's a really great term. <laughs> 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 um, I, I think that it should be a very uh, 
good relationship. I don't ever want one of my agents to feel like they're bothering me, you know, but at the same time, open up your book before you call me at nine o'clock at night, right? Um, do your part, make sure you're certified and you read through your AHIP and everything. Um, because I don't call Joe until I've exhausted Google, you know? Right. And it's just out of respect from his time because, you know, when I'm working, he normally has his three-year-old, right? And so it would be taken away from his daddy duties if I just ask him, hey, so who do you think is going to take COPD on this med stuff? <laughs> but I have CSG, Glenn, and what does CSG do? It helps do the underwriting, right? Yeah. So I yeah. CSG right. before I bother Joe with what I'm going to, who I'm going to place him at stuff with, right? Yep. Um, but I, I just want agents to be studious, um, you know, do the work that you're supposed to do. If you're, if you want to be a business owner, treat it like a business. I don't treat my CBD business like a hobby. I buy my own product from the labs and the, um, growing houses and everything. And I do all the marketing and logistics and I don't expect anybody to do my job for me same thing as insurance. You know, if you want to be your own agency, your own self-employed, then you should treat it like a business waking up every day, ready to go at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever time you set, you know, and actually doing, uh, sales activities all day, not building your website at nine o'clock in the morning. Not, you're not, you shouldn't be doing your business cards at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's not activity, income activity, you know? Right. Um, call the leads. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Christian, for the love of God, cold call. He told he we we have stories of Christian cold calling for years before he he was allowed to buy leads, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to there. You have to put in the time. If you don't have the money for direct mail or telesale leads or whatever, you got to go make time to to do the grassroots marketing. Like, but you're not. Nobody's gonna walk to your house and say, hey. I'm turning 65 next month. Can you do my med stuff? Right. Right. Yep. Your phone is not going to ring. People are not going to find your phone number on Google if you're brand new and you haven't done any work yet. So you have to go out there and prospect. This is a prospect in business. If you don't like prospecting, I suggest you not do uh, direct insurance sales. You maybe become an underwriter or something or a compliance officer. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I mean, and these, Glenn, these are jobs I thought about doing. Prospecting. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. If I, if I, truth. If I figure out how to prospect, I might have to just, you know, go be Christian's compliance officer. Or <laughs> <laughs> You'd be but, better at it than I mean, me. <laughs> prospecting is the entire business. So you either have to get the learning curve over fast or it's going to be a painful process. The yes. faster you get your 20 applications done, I promise you, you're going to be like, damn, I dragged that shit out. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not You're at all. Good. I love it. That, I appreciate those, those thoughts. I love that. Um, yeah. my, my final thoughts, I'll piggyback on kind of what Joanna said, because I think it was so good. Um, I've, I've always told people that your first hundred clients should be your boot camp, right? Like it's going to be painful. It's going to be scary. It's going to be difficult. Like, but as a new agent, your goal should be to go from zero to a hundred clients. 
mm-hmm. point blank, right? Like as fast as you possibly can. And think of it like you're running a marathon. And let's say, you know, your shoelaces are untied and you don't know how to tie your shoelaces. Well, but you still got to run the marathon. You're probably going to trip a lot on the way. And you're going to look dumb and you're going to look stupid all the way there. Um, but then once you get to a certain point in the race, let's say hypothetically, you can tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. Just try to get that there as fast as possible. And um, then it will be easier for you to mm-hmm. continue to run that race. And so I feel like, um, you know, if 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 I, I, I feel like what Joanna said was very telling, you know, she's like, I want to hear from our agents. I love hearing from our agents. I love mm-hmm. to help our agents. I feel the exact same way, you know, like I'm answering emails Sunday night at nine o'clock at night sometimes in a lot of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and I'm, and I don't mind doing it. I think where maybe some of the frustration might come from certain people on like myself, Joanna, Glenn is when you, when, when you have no business relationship to us and you kind of just, you know, maybe take up more time than a lot of our agents do. Bingo. You know? And, um, I th- it's not that not that we're not happy to help you, but just guys, the I would take if I would take anything away from this episode, it's the resourcefulness factor. Mm-hmm. Learn yeah. how to be resourceful. I love it's that word. You well. mm-hmm. Love that. And those are my final thoughts. All right, guys. We did, it. We did episode it. fifty. Episode really? 50. fifty. We just wrapped five zero. Christian was the only one who stripped. I know. I well, I <laughs> so far, so far. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the episode we're still streaming, so never say never. <laughs> well, um, Joanna, thank you again for your time. Yes. This was a really, really good episode, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Likewise. And we're, we're, I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. And, um, guys, thanks for watching. We'll be back next week. TT um, Army, the titties. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. I need to stop saying that. <laughs> Till next right, Tuesday, guys. you guys. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back Bye. next week. Adios. <laughs>